2: Are we going to uh, to see the same Democratic ticket in 2024?
0: I'm sorry, we are thinking about today. I mean, honestly, the, I, I, I know why you're asking the question. Republicans seek to take control of the House of Representatives.
1: Republicans are going to retake both the House and Senate.
0: A liberal MSNBC hosts warning Democrats about the potential for a red wave.
2: Do we have any sort of... Canary in the coal mine type indications of where we may be headed on that front.
0: Fox News is calling the Virginia governor's race for Republican Glenn Youngkin. You and I have a rendezvous with
2: destiny. Welcome back to the Ruthless Variety program. Wow. Kamala Harris.
1: (laughs) I mean, that was a great answer. Just like, uh... I'm
2: sorry, but we are thinking about today. I'm sure Joe Biden is, too.
1: I mean, that's kind of rough if she's like, I'm just trying to make it through the day. All yeah, right, Let's be honest here, folks. I mean,
0: dude, that is... The, what you just said is exactly what it is. Right. I, I mean, I was on Fox News Sunday, and John Roberts asked me about one of her answers, and I was like, you get the feeling that there's actually... Not only is there no strategy behind what she says, but, like, she never even got the talking points. And it's like... You know, if the vice president of the United States has no idea what this administration is up to, who does? <laughs>
2: it's like we can't think that far ahead. We're just holding on for dear life.
1: I mean, that's like <laughs> just a,
2: trying to survive. That's, my that's man. a rough
1: situation. She's like, I'm not trying I'm just trying to get fired today. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that is that is my to-do list. I don't know what our strategy is. I don't know what we're passing, folks. I just want to hold on to the job for one more day.
2: Oh uh, well, we have a great um, variety program here today, folks. I I think we gotta start obviously with the great episode we had with governor Ron DeSantis in Florida on Friday. That was fantastic.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, thank you so much to the people of Florida that we had, we had over a thousand people uh, packed into Krabby bills, a fantastic establishment, by the way, it was, it's St. Pete's technically, right? It's not Tampa. It's St. Pete's.
2: St. Pete's, Krabby bills, St. Pete's. Thank you so much. The hospitality, the people there at that restaurant are amazing Governor totally. DeSantis's people were amazing. You had Holmes up there leading the crowd in chants. I mean, <laughs> it was it was electric. It was electric, and it felt good. I think you know for all of us, um, you know, coming out of 2020, as I'm sure many of our listeners feel, this wave just like down, and gosh, man, this this sucks. But to feel like we've got the momentum at our back, and to go to an event like that where the people are just so amped. And ready for the red wave. It was just. It was like, great.
1: That's the definition of high energy. That crowd was ready to roll. There oh. was a, there was a truck circling the place with a with that light up sign saying "Let's go, Brandon." Yeah, I was like, okay, this place is going to be. Amazing. Dude,
2: I think they could probably hear us all the way to the beach. with yeah. how loud this crowd! Yeah, got. that
1: crowd was alive. Excellent show. Go back and listen to it if you haven't yet. Thanks again, Governor DeSantis. All his folks who helped out. That that was an amazing event. It was fantastic. I will
0: note. I will note as we predicted in. The questioning during the episode, the efforts to try to pit him against former President Trump are truly monumental.
1: And it's really something like uh, every article that I'm seeing isn't about like, oh, wow, you know, Ruthless is the best podcast, hands down, which is what I expected. I expected 100 <laughs> articles being like, OK, so become clear. Ruthless is. The yeah, best we're, podcast. we're
2: great. Also, this guy's running for, gov- for governor for reelection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And none right. of the
1: quotes are like when he, he says straight up, yeah, there's no beef there. Yeah. Why didn't that quote make any news? I wonder why.
2: <laughs> well, look, no, it's, it's
0: it's amazing. It really is. But you know what? It comes with the territory and that's what you get when you're a big-time person like that, you know? I mean, everybody's focused on every word he has to say. Nobody read the line in the transcript before the one everybody focuses on to try to draw contrast, but you know what? I think it he probably knows it comes with the territory at this level.
2: Yeah. Just a great live show and not our only upcoming live show um we have an event in dc uh tickets sold out in four hours and uh it's going to be less than that man (laughs) it was only
0: online for like an hour and a half
2: yeah (laughs) yeah so uh it's going to be at pearl street um very very excited for that it's going to be a great time and uh i really it's going
1: to go beyond this isn't going to be just like a live recording right is going to be like The variety program,
2: Extra Variety. Extra Variety. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. We have uh, another exciting announcement for today's program, though. This Thursday, Ruthless will be hosting an event with House leadership. Uh, Leader McCarthy, uh, Steve Scalise, Lee Stefanik. On the one-year anniversary of the Biden administration, we're going to be discussing. Yes. Yeah, we're going to be discussing all the failures uh, of the Biden administration and their one-party rule in Congress. As we look forward to you know the red wave coming, so hopefully we can take back the House and the Senate. It's going to be fantastic.
1: And what's so extra that's a- exciting is, folks, this is going to be live streamed. All House leadership, the team at Ruthless live stream www slash live. Yeah,
0: I love it, Big man. Time. I feel. <laughs> I feel like every show is like the end of church with the, li- the announcements yeah. where it's like, oh, and uh, we're going to be down at Betty's for another flower giveaway.
1: 100%. And I mean, we're just, I mean, we're, we're putting up the miles. You know, we take this show on the road. It's gotten a lot bigger than we thought it would ever do, and it's done it in about a year. Thank you so much to our listeners. It's It's for you folks that we do what we do.
2: It wouldn't be possible without the listeners, and I think that's a good segue into some five stars. What do you think, Smug?
1: Let's go right into it.
2: Uh, you want to read this first one?
1: Absolutely. So this is from It's Sean 98. It says, Why We Stand Up, Fellas. This is a fantastic program. I work in state-level legislation and work the 2020 campaign trail for the RNC. I was super burnt out after 80-plus hour weeks of knocking doors, then immediately going to a desk job. Those are, I mean, number one, those are the realists. The yeah. door knockers that, you know.
2: The, in truly, the trenches.
1: They're the, they're the real deal. Uh, but this show really reminded me of why we work hard to stand up for our values. I have use some of your stories uh, into my morning brief- news briefings at work. Keep up the awesome work. Likewise, keep up the awesome work.
2: Fantastic. And it's nice to inspire people to keep working because we've got to keep working between now and November if we want to take the House and the Senate. So you love right. to see it. That's right. Uh, this next one here is from 50 Arms. Uh, the lads, the lads, the lads, more of the lads. <laughs> I drive around <laughs> blue New York City. Watching my city decay through sheer stupidity of woke <laughs> philosophy, and about a year ago I found this show. I was a longtime listener. Yeah, amazing. I sing along to Demer Journal, "The Sea Shanty." Last year, a major highlight. My young son, seven and three, chanting, "The filibuster is broken." <laughs> it's a family <laughs> highlight. Thank you for keeping me sane and letting me know the red wave is coming and it's a tsunami. I mean, that awesome. is an
1: awesome family get together. Yeah, fantastic.
0: The last one, Chris Calvert, five stars. This is my favorite podcast. I started listening to you after your appearance on Megan Kelly's podcast a few months ago. Only one complaint. Two days a week is not enough. I would listen five days a week if you produced it. Please consider more content for your fans. I mean, listen, I'd love nothing more. I'd love nothing more. We do have a day job, you know, so it requires a little bit of balance. But I will say, (laughs) I will say we are providing quite a lot of content.
1: And I will say this about the show, it is pretty much like the highlights of my week. Getting to hang out with you gents, dropping yeah. this show, yeah, and then like getting back to the grind. I'm always like, man,
2: I, I wish I was in the studio knocking out another. Yeah, it reinvigorates you. You know, you love it. You love to see. <laughs> totally. It. So, uh, first topic we have here: Omicron. Uh, Omicron is receding, and the left is coming after our pal, friend of the program, Glenn Youngkin. Uh, so, first the good news. Um, you heard it on the program three weeks ago when we told you this wave would peak, uh, in the initial wave areas in mid January, New York COVID hospitalizations are trending down. Uh, the governor says the state is turning a corner. Oh,
1: it's wild. You know, the, the show follows the science. We presented all the scientific information out there. We're like, you know what? This is going to recede. There's no need for everyone to lose their minds. Of course, the lives lost their minds. Um, Governor Kathy Hochul declared Friday that New York was, quote, turning the corner in the battle against COVID-19. We've heard that one before. Uh, with hospitalizations now starting to decline amid the Omicul- Omicron-fueled surge. It says uh, the recent spike in cases is also now trending downward. Uh, The 16.3% positivity rate has steadily dropped from the peak 23.17% on January 3rd. So, I mean, I I was listening to a bunch of uh, doctors discussing COVID recently at this conference, and they said, it's funny how no one takes into account these are winter months when we see these spikes, when people are, of course, inside. You know, it's the same we see in, in the hottest parts of summer when people are inside in the air conditioning. In the same way... Uh, you have folks inside. And also, they said, uh, and, and I, I learned this early on uh, make sure you take like a vitamin D supplement with your like one a day vitamins because that does so much to fight infection. And, you know, it, it's the time of the year when you've got the least amount of sunlight, everyone's inside. They, they call it vitamin D deficiency season. They're like, that's when you see the flu, that's when you see COVID. I did not
0: I did not see smug prescribing things on the on the pill litany today. I like I was like, wait, 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 is he gonna make suggestions? Is
1: that what this is hey, going? You, you know, you take your one-a-day vitamin, I highly recommend everyone drink your water. You gotta take care of yourself. There's a pandemic out there.
0: If you happen to have some ivermectin laying around, you know, go to it.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna argue against that. I'm not gonna argue against that. Uh, and then there's this ridiculousness. It says, starting January 19th, Americans will be able to order their tests online at covidtest.gov. And tests will typically ship within 7 to 12 days of ordering. Oh,
2: so just just around the time you've recovered. Yeah. Huh? That, that's, that's good.
1: <laughs> I mean, this is amazing work by, by the Biden administration. A year, a year after right. after he's taken control, the guy who runs on, I will not shut down the economy. I will shut down the virus. Well, you've got empty shelves. You've got bare shelves Biden. The virus, I mean, there's no sign this thing is going away. A, a lot of scientists are already thrown in the towel. They're saying this is endemic. This is going to be endemic, folks. And now he was like, oh, oh, why isn't President Trump? Where are the, tr- where are the tests, President Trump? Where are the tests, President Biden? You can't get them in less than 7 to 12 days? Like, if Amazon can get a package to you in two days. The, you, the might of the United States government behind this guy can't get it to me in, in under a week?
2: No, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, all this is going to do is get the libs who've already lost their minds because of COVID to hoard more tests. That's it, right? That's it. I mean, that's what Except it is. They
0: can't get it. They can't even get it in the door before they got the goddamn thing up their nose. Right. I mean,
1: Chris, so, every, Eliza had, well, every, every, so this had like twenty-four tests in a in a case, taking pictures of it. What are you doing? Let's go. I'm yeah. testing every hour.
0: <laughs> I, I just. It makes you so pissed because the thing is, is you're watching all of this stuff go down. As Smug just said, I mean, it's obviously seasonal. We've talked about it a billion times on this program. We've talked about how this is, you know, operates much like a a ordinary COVID case here after a year and a half of infections. Like this, none of this shit should be a surprise. What is a surprise is that they haven't figured out how to deal with treatments. They haven't rushed any of the monoclonal antibodies they don't deal with any of the pills that are approved by pfizer or merck or whatever you can't even get a test anywhere and like this guy's running around last week in atlanta talking about non-existent voting right problems yeah yeah. right i mean this is the worst administration in american history and and it's like demonstrating on a moment by moment basis how out of touch they could possibly be.
1: And, and and here's the thing is, like, not only is he doing a, a very shitty job, he's also screwing over a lot of Americans. Uh, so Governor Hogan on CBS this weekend said that uh, the half a billion tests that the federal government's going in and buying, the states already were in the process of purchasing. So it's basically oh, so just, just like stole st- them? he's just stealing it from them. Maryland's governor is like uh, Biden's plan to send at home COVID-19 tests is, quote, hijacking the state's plan. To buy tests. So like all these, he's, it's not like this guy's getting more tests. He's not manufacturing more tests. He's not, you know, doing anything except going out and just, well, like, yeah. robbing people.
2: <laughs> the greatest thing about it, Smug, is this is the same president who said two weeks ago there is no federal solution to this problem of COVID, right? That it's up to these governors go. to solve this problem. And then it's like, oh, actually, what we're going to go ahead and do is we are going to hoard all these tests and send
1: them out it's and like compete the, with the you. So, <laughs> the federal solution is screwing the governor. Yeah, yeah,
2: just going to fuck things up.
1: That's our solution. So, it's, I mean, it might be like a, it's but the Biden administration is the ones hitting those trains out california they're like are these COVID tests <laughs> he's headed for the states
2: hey speaking of governors we get a new one in virginia yes That's right yeah yeah we do and uh so you know friend of the program glenn youngkin is was inaugurated on saturday it looked like a great event i uh, saw a lot of pictures uh and the left promptly lost their minds uh because youngkin he signed he signed a series of, of executive orders uh giving parents choice about masks in schools um he signed an executive order telling parents statewide that they have the right to say whether or not their children wear a mask. Um, he also signed an executive order that bans the teaching of critical race theory. Um, so, I mean, you know, the, the, some of these jurisdictions, these counties, like Arlington County, promptly said, you know, um, we're going to maintain. This is the, the quote from uh, Arlington County uh, Public Schools said, we will maintain our current mask requirements for students, staff, and visitors. Masks required inside our facilities and on school buses. And then he had Jen Psaki. old Jen Psaki, uh not behind the podium, but tweeting, Hi there, Arlington County parent here. She's replying it's so classic. To, Young, to Yunkin. Uh, parentheses. Don't believe you are, Glenn Yunkin, but correct me if I'm wrong. Thank you to Arlington Public Schools. For standing up for our kids, teachers, and administrators, and their safety in the midst of a transmissible variant.
0: A transmissible variant. Transmissible
2: variant, which I, I love the way that they hide the ball here, right? Transmissible variant. What she's suggesting, and this is how psychotic these people have become. What she is suggesting is that you cannot get Omicron. Don't get Omicron. Folks... This is, this is, according to all of the data, Yes, the least deadly version of coronavirus. The idea that we're going to stop transmission of this is is, is a requirement that we will never be able to reach. Not now, not ever.
1: And, and that's the thing is, for so long, you know, I remember how politicized this has become, how the Dems just snatched on this. And then you saw under the Biden administration, as the disease continues to spread, uh, no matter how how many vaccines uh, or how boosted an individual is, anyone can catch Omicron, pretty much. Yes, the vaccine will prevent you from dying, as, as as these studies are saying. But the point is, you see so many cases of people who are like, I got vaccinated, I got boosted, I wore a mask every day inside when I was alone. <laughs> Why, I thought right. I was one of the good ones.
2: Right, right. And, well, and then you look at the rest of the data smug, and you know, in the D.C. area, we're at s- some of the lowest hospitalization rates, we've seen over the course of the entire pandemic. <laughs> and we're going to well, ma- we we're gonna mask kids right now. That's what Jen Psaki wants.
1: And, and have them, like, what was absolutely despicable, again, I'll bring up, like you saw in Park Slope in Brooklyn and New York, they had kids sitting outside in 25 degrees, eating their lunch, not talking to each other, freezing. Like, it's, at some it's point, absurd. we have to look at the damage, the damage these kids have endured for a year of this. When they are the group, every scientist, every doctor will tell you they're the group who faces, you know, the least amount of consequences from this virus. It's, and they have suffered the most consequences, but here's the thing. I'm done.
0: Like I'm I'm done arguing logic with these people because you know, it's lost on them on this. Did they follow the campaign? Did they, did they follow what Glenn Youngkin talked about? Did they see how he won it? Because I did, I I was a voter. I, I voted for, for Glenn Youngkin. what he promised to do was eliminate CRT in schools. He promised to keep schools open he promised to stop mask and vaccine mandates from the state level. All those things you could have gotten on his website at any point or listen to a single television ad that was anywhere blanketing the state of Virginia. Like that's what he campaigned on. And so day one, he does it. Hey, I'm sorry about your tough fucking luck, Jen Psaki. That's just the way that that's the way it
1: rolls. Also, uh, shout out to this nice uh, lady who was at uh, the DeSantis show with us in Florida. You remember Duncan, her and her husband? They're talking about, yeah, it's a good thing that Glenn Youngkin won. I don't know if he's going to follow through on his promises. And we're like, ma'am. Yeah. I, you know, we had him on the show. I think he's rock solid. Day one, he's just like signing it up. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, so, you know, we, we got her to subscribe to the podcast on the spot. And now it's hopefully she's hearing this, ma'am. There you go. Promises made, promises kept.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Oh, one one other thing I want to mention. Uh, among the many great things that Youngkin did on his first day, is he uh, stopped a plan that would have prevented kids from taking accelerated math classes. I mean, that strikes me as the most backwards concept, but this whole CRT kind of approach to education, where it's uh, their definition of of equity means everyone fails together. Right. Like no one can get ahead. Then everyone's on the same level, which is an insane way to go about educating children. Thank God he did that.
0: Totally. I mean, it's, it's... There's a lot of sanity that's breaking out all over Virginia, and I'm, I'm, I feel terrible for the libs, but um, for the rest of us, it's going in a good direction.
1: Absolutely. You know what we should uh, move on to is we actually have uh, some hilarious filibuster hypocrisy.
2: Oh, yeah. So the background here, Ted Cruz wants to bring back sanctions on the Nord Stream 2 uh, Putin pipeline. Uh, we've covered it extensively on the Variety program, as you may recall. Uh, and Trump essentially froze the pipeline and then Biden, uh, Biden let it start, uh, basically giving Putin billions of dollars and leading Ukraine to say Biden stabbed him in the back.
1: Yeah. I mean, now it's like he almost has kind of a, a, a monopoly on energy, like energy into Europe. Th- yeah. This is the craziest thing you could have <laughs> done like for years. The media reported this BS Russia conspiracy theory of how right. Trump is a KGB agent. Yeah. When the dude was basically just, just screwing Putin over the entire time, not letting him get Nord Stream. And, and, and day one, what do we get? Biden's like, yeah, you can have your pipeline. I'm gonna, <laughs> here. Here's a sweetener. I'll shut Keystone down. Right. You know, if anyone should have it, it should be you, Mr. Putin.
0: Yeah. They so, filibustered, wait, so, but they filibustered the thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: I mean, we're, we're literally in the conversation about how it's Jim Crow 2.0 and you can't have the filibuster any longer.
1: I, I think it's incredibly racist of the Dems to filibuster Ted Cruz <laughs> because of his Latino heritage. It's unbelievable they would do this.
2: They, they, they filibustered uh, Ted Cruz to protect Vladimir Putin, which I guess, uh, you know, using that racist Jim Crow filibuster makes him no better than Bull Connor.
1: I, I mean, it's an well, absolute it's exactly right. Bull Connor move. <laughs>
2: To filibuster Ted Cruz, it's a total bull Connor move. <laughs> total bull Connor move. Oh man, yeah, no, it's absolutely incredible. And you know, I mean, Holmes, I don't know. You can probably tell our audience better than we can, but we're going to get this vote. Um, and, you know, Schumer wants to pass this ridiculous "quote unquote" voting rights bill and wants to blow up the filibuster to do it. You know, do you have any sense of the timing on all of that?
0: Well, I mean, the best part about it is that they they resuscitated it, as we've talked about on the program before, so they could get beyond their Build Back Brandon troubles, right? But the problem is, is that <clears throat> they can't see past the end of their nose in terms of strategy because both Cinema and Mansion have said now for a year plus that they're not going along for the ride on this. So it's it's built again for failure. Now Schumer says he's built bringing this whole thing up and making them vote on it next week. For those of us who have watched this play out, I hope they make them vote on this and build back Brandon from now until November. Uh, Endless. Yeah, I mean, it is. It, it's not going to succeed. It's incredibly bad policy. It, it surfaces the kind of hypocrisy that we just talked about with with the Nord Stream two vote, but also things like the Tim Scott police reform bill, right, and all of the things that Democrats have just so routinely filibustered over the years. That undoubtedly, when re- when Republicans take back the Senate in 2022, they're going to be right back a oh, year yeah. from now talking about how great the filibuster is. I mean, these people are
2: really—they're shameless. Well, and the thing that I really love about all of this is this sort of paradox that the Dems find themselves in, where you know Kamala Harris will go to that speech in Georgia and say, um, you know, the problem with the filibuster is that you know it, what it allows is minority rule in the United States Senate, but there are more senators opposed to build back brandon then support it. it's incredible so (laughs) in fact you don't even have that leg uh, to stand on you don't have a majority for this stuff a simple majority you don't have 51 votes for this stuff
1: it really has become anything that they're politically opposed to is racist right 100 percent. they're just like oh well you know listen if you don't allow ballot harvesting uh and and when biden says straight up what matters about elections is who's counting the vote wait a minute that's like right. a pretty concerning yeah. statement to be made when you're saying that this is to help people vote.
2: Well, so, I mean, like, look, obviously they have no message. All right. And so every week they try something new. And it explains why Joe Biden is now hitting even lower uh, approval ratings here. There's a new poll from CBS. 62- Dude, we got to go through this because this is I mean, this is why numbers are nuts. It's It's absolutely wild. 62 percent disapprove of his handling of the economy. 70 percent disapprove of his handling of inflation. 52% say his policies are making the economy worse. <laughs> <laughs> 65% say he's not focused enough on inflation. 58% not enough on the economy. Yikes. I mean, yikes. yikes. 70% disapprove of his handling of inflation. Folks, that's not just Republicans. 70%.
1: 70%. The thing is, is again, I, I want to reiterate, there is a big contrast that's already taking shape ahead of what we're going to see as a red wave. You have Republicans who are, who are focused, razor sharp, on kitchen counter issues, right? How much are you paying at the grocery store? How much are you paying at the gas station? What's your kid's education like right now? What's what's What are the concerns that the Dems have?
2: Well, so I'm glad you mentioned that, Smug. Focused is a good good word uh, to, to use uh, because CBS, uh, their poll here has um, this great graphic of, of Biden's actions as president. And they asked, um, you know, the, the voters here— uh, whether they saw Biden as competent, focused, and effective. Okay? So competent in April the poll had him at 56, August 49 now 46. Yeah. Focused 56 48 43. Effective 55 47 40.
1: That is I mean the, the thing is is that this is happening in his first year. Right.
2: And this I mean these are three polls taken over 9 months there's not a single uh, one of these that he gets to 50. Competent, focused, or effective. And, I mean, it's obviously everything we've described previously here on the program. The guy has no message. He's incapable of getting anything across the finish line. And, I mean, it's just like every day he seems to get worse and worse and worse. And,
1: again, I can't reiterate enough. Everywhere we go, you know, wherever we're traveling, when we're talking to folks, their number one concern is how they're, like, wallet is getting right. stretched to the limit. Right. Groceries, if you can get them. If you can get them, the prices on groceries are insane. It's right. absolutely ridiculous. If you can get them. I had a hard time getting eggs. Eggs, man. Like, this is very basic staples that grocery stores don't have. And and this is a very serious issue. This is an issue all Americans are facing. And the Dems' focus is on the most ridiculous, ridiculous stuff. They're trying to explain to the American people that the filibuster is racist when the American people can't get eggs in a store.
2: Right. Right. No. And it's in fact, I mean, at the beginning of this, they said, actually, um, you're paying less uh, for hot dogs on the 4th of July. And then and then the answer was, well, actually, inflation is transitory. It's going to go away. And then it was, well, we can't do anything about, you know, the supply chain crisis because uh, Pete Buttigieg is on on paternity leave. (laughs) And and now the answer is, is, well, it is here, and it's here to stay probably through next year.
1: I mean, the amazing thing is that was probably a really lucky thing that uh, Mayor Pete was out on paternity leave. Because, like, you bring the guy in to deal with grocery prices, he's going to fix bread prices. (laughs) The man's got one thing in the playbook. He's like, must fix bread prices. (laughs) It's
2: just fantastic. Um, So... Uh, we got to get on to a little bit of lighter news for today. Uh, ostriches. More than 80 captive ostriches uh, escaped from a farm and were seen racing through the streets of. How do you pronounce this? Yes. Changzhou. Changzhou. See, Smug is our China expert. Yeah. <laughs> Changzhou in China. Videos of the ostriches soon went viral on social media and attracted the attention of local police. And this had very interesting facts because I know a little bit about ostriches, I don't know that
1: much. It says here. Uh, this is the article from Sky News. Video shows the flightless bird, which can reach speeds of 45 miles an hour. Yeah. 45. Right. Like, the thing can do, like, in, driving in the city speed. Yeah. You know, you're just cruising <laughs> down the street. Ostrich will just pass you from the left.
0: And they hit, like, a freight train, too, dude. <laughs> you, if you have, you, if the, one of those things hit you broadside and you're toast.
1: This, oh, this, this video is insane. It says, video shows the flightless bird, which can reach speeds of 45 miles an hour, swerving cars. As it races across lanes on uh, the Wuhan Expressway in the city of Shenzhen on January 3rd, a witness called tra- traffic officers to say an ostrich, quote, as big as a car, was rushing down the highway. Okay, and, and, and so I went further because I, I, I again I said I had an idea. You know, you think you know about ostriches, right. but but there's a lot to these guys. It says ostriches can grow as tall as nine feet, nine feet tall, yeah, and weigh up to 330 pounds, yeah. Imagine what that does to like, to a car crash.
2: Well, so okay, dude, a, nine, a nine footer is no joke. That is not a joke. Have you seen their feet? Have you seen the these feet? <laughs> they're like uh, they're these like talons. A... I mean, these are basically the bird version of a Velociraptor. I mean, they are. This is scary. what the Raptors became, right? I mean, yeah.
1: Many people are saying. I don't people buy are it, saying. Dude, there's no way birds are dinosaurs. That's what. Hold on,
0: hold, on, hold on. Would you rather? Do, would you rather take an ostrich
2: than a horse? No, nah, dude. No way.
1: Ostriches are, are are very serious animals.
2: Yeah, but they got those they got those long necks. Those are vulnerable.
1: Sure, but th- I feel
2: like there's a lot of neck to work with. But that's no.
1: the thing. It's like a nunchuck. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be whipping that head around. It's not like you're going to easily grab it and choke him out or anything. And and they're far more agile than a horse. Like you know, if, if if you sneak up on a horse, you get the jump on him. It takes time for that horse to turn around and, and see what the hell's going on. You know, you can knock him out fast. Ostrich, agile. They're always ready, and they just are built for trouble. Forty-five miles an hour (laughs) on two feet.
2: So you don't think there's any chance? Hell no. No.
1: No. No way. No chance.
2: If you had, but they've
0: got that skinny little head and neck. If they run, if they actually ran into your car at forty-five miles per hour, they'd be in two pieces.
1: Well, the thing is, is I like a bigger target. Okay, like that little neck and head. Good luck landing a punch on that. Right. That thing is juking like Muhammad Ali. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> well a lot of bob and weave from yeah. the ostrich. a lot of bob and weave from the ostra- ostrich has
1: anyone had an ostrich burger I've heard about these things
2: I've not really no. okay.
1: I've always wanted to try one of these them and kangaroos they make burgers I remember a, a few years back there was like some sustainability push or whatever because apparently it's easy to breed ostriches and kangaroos and the world's full of them it's like venison you know people like, huh. eat, eat, eat some deer never had one always curious Well, I
0: think we should I think we if anybody has a beat on that, let us know. Yeah. I think we should go out to the grill and see if we can't fire one of those up.
2: Yeah. If if there's some sort of game preserve where we can take Smug and maybe he can fight an ostrich. And if he's able to kill it, we can eat it. Shoot it. Wow.
1: Absolutely not fist fight an ostrich.
2: Surprised. (laughs) I was I was expecting him to be much more confident. (laughs) Anyway, um, another great story. Oh, Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I want to apologize for my diverted
0: attention today. You, you can probably tell I'm a little in and out. I'm doing, I'm doing a little uh, parenting because it's a holiday and that's what we do during, during parenting. But as you can see this one, um, he's just shoving fries into his
1: mouth until he creates a problem for himself. That's that's a football player son, right? The one that always goes to yeah, the Yeah, that's spear.
0: this, this is, this is Hunter who's with me right now. And, uh,
2: Oh, is that a veggie straw?
0: Yeah, but look at what's happening here. Oh, wow. Now he's got veggie straws, and they all go into the mouth until until there's a problem.
1: I'll tell you what, like, this is future co-host material. I know that, guy, <laughs> that guy's That guy got a better shot at taking down an ostrich than I do.
0: <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to provide some
2: color commentary for what I'm working with here. It's, it's great. It's great. Um, we have another really great topic here to cover, which is uh, if you're wondering where your package is, uh, the great train robbery. Yeah. Yeah. So um, keep hearing about these train burglaries in LA uh, on the scanner. So, went. this is a, a tweet. Um, uh, so, I went to Lincoln Heights to, to see it all. And there's looted packages as far as the eye can see Amazon packages, UPS boxes, unused COVID tests, fishing lures, EpiPens, cargo containers left busted open on trains.
1: I mean, this is number one. So, this is a problem we're seeing when. You have these liberal cities, liberal states. They elect these uh, left-wing, a lot of them funded by Soros dark money groups, these, like, left-wing attorney generals who are basically like, actually, uh, we might not even arrest for murder, let alone, like, robberies. You see all these, like, stores getting robbed. They're going straight to the source. They're like, let's just hit the trains. Like, I saw a video of this, and it is completely insane.
2: Yeah, so this guy, John Schreiber from CBS 2, he says uh – Quote, I'm, I'm told by law enforcement these UPS bags are especially sought after by thieves opening cargo containers. They are often full of boxes with merchandise bound for residential addresses, more valuable than, say, a cargo container full of low-value bulky items like toilet paper. So they know what they're looking for.
1: Yeah. I mean, that tells you. Like, th- the video where you're seeing, like, not hundreds, you're seeing thousands of, of like, packages that have been ripped open— and then, as he described, th- th- this is messed up in so many ways because th- the way that the Libs have, have for so long tried to be subtle about their like, oh, actually, stealing is cool it's okay if someone riots, you know, maybe that's right, yeah. got insurance. Yeah. yeah.
2: Property damage isn't violence. We're talking about EpiPens. Like right. People
1: kind of need those to live. Yeah. Just
2: wait until every lib goes onto that website that Biden provided to get all their COVID tests and they can't get them because of this shit.
1: Yeah. They're like, everyone get ready for your, like, for your tests. They're coming <laughs> I, out of LA. It's,
2: <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be just like when Omicron hit and suddenly it was okay to get COVID. Now it's gonna be like, you know what? Train robberies are actually a problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um. yeah. That's <laughs> just so good. I mean,
0: is this is this is this like building up an excuse that train robberies are are the reason why the grocery
2: store shelves are are bare? You know, I didn't think about that, but maybe that's gonna be their next excuse. It's not tra- it's not transitory. It's not because you know Mayor Pete's out on paternity leave. it's actually the train robbers.
1: No, it's Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> <It's>,
2: <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde have got the angle on us get so we can't, we can't overcome. We're back in the wild West
1: <laughs> like it, it, that's something. Like, Build Back Brandon actually ends up, we're, we're just going back in time. Like right. First it was, it, we're living through Jimmy Carter times. Now we're straight up just going to the Wild West. Like, man. trains are getting robbed. Good luck uh, getting any supplies that you need. <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: Oh, man. So, a uh, letter from uh, Union Pacific to the LADA's office says um, that uh, 90 containers were breached a day, theft <laughs> up 356%. Uh, They're considering rerouting trains out of L.A. County as a result. Unbelievable.
1: That's the thing is like eventually, you know, a lot of these businesses are going to realize blue states are like an absolute nightmare. Not only are you paying more for taxes, if someone's robbing your trains, the DA is like, yeah, I'm not prosecuting, buddy. You're going to just have to deal with it. You're going to see this a lot because right now you're seeing supply chain is already strained. You know, uh, uh, Biden's poll numbers are in the toilet. It's become very clear the guy has no idea what he's doing. Businesses, you know, they're, they they have a bottom line they need to answer to. And, and for these Dems to be like, oh, it's totally cool that trains are being robbed. He said 90 containers a day.
2: I mean— Go to Twitter, listener. Go to Twitter and and search for this. It looks like a bomb went off. It's insane. You know, it's it's not like they just pulled a few stuff, a few things off of uh, one of the train cars. I mean, it looks like a bomb went off.
1: They're, they're rifling through it like on the spot. They're like, okay, uh, nah, don't need this. Right. They're like they're like picking and choosing. You know, <laughs> it's like the new shopping center in L.A. is the train station.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I got a couple more weeks without Brussels sprouts and I'm going to have to buy a six-shooter and I hit your wagon.
2: <laughs> you and me both, pal. Um, <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing worse than, than going grocery shopping for your wife, and she has a very specific list. Oh, it's the worst. I've yeah. gotten to the point where I'll take a picture of the shelf so that there is evidence that, no, I can't get you that thing that you wanted. Because if I come home <laughs> without it, she's going to say, I forgot.
1: You know, so, so you have to document You, it. you
2: have to document yeah. it. I've learned 100%. this in marriage. I've learned this.
1: So this is also fascinating to me. Is uh, the, I, I've been looking at a lot of commodities prices. I always keep, try to keep abreast of commodities prices, everything, when I watch the market. So there's been a significant move by businesses because chicken wings, the price of chicken wings. I, I know a lot of folks have probably noticed if you're trying to go to the bar have some chicken wings. Their prices have gone up very significantly. Yes. Tripled, quadrupled in some cases. So one part of the chicken that, that doesn't, you know, do as popularly as, as chicken wings is chicken thighs. Mm-hmm. So you start seeing now, these were originally parts that, you know, uh, at the poultry markets, they get shipped overseas. They'd sell it to a less discerning market. Chicken thighs were cheap. Chicken thighs have now tripled because you're seeing a lot of restaurants like Wingstop has introduced a new product called Thigh wings, yeah. Because I mean, they can't get a hold of wings. They're like, okay, let's create a market in in quote thigh wings, right? It's unbelievable. This is like, dude, I
0: saw I saw on Twitter the other day that that a restaurant was pricing chicken wings like you like you price a lobster tail. It's like market mar- market price market, market, price. Price.
2: market yeah. price dude. A market price wing. I got to tell you, if I'm getting a market price wing, it better be great.
1: <laughs> the, one of the one of the best meals I remember in college. There was, there was this bar called Jax, J-A-X. And I use the term bar lightly. It was basically a room where you could get pictures of beer and wings. And they, had yeah. they had a giant garbage container in the middle because people would be going through wings so fast. They had five-cent wing nights. Five-cent wing nights, $5, cent Hell wing yeah. nights, $5 pitchers. Hell yeah. I mean, every dude in town is like, <laughs> that's dinner, folks. We're going for that. And I could never imagine we'd be in this situation where Americans are like, I don't know, honey. You know, those wings, it's like caviar these days. Unbelievable. Well
2: so uh, <clears throat> you know, I think I think it's time that we get to a game. Let's do it. Um it's, it's Love it. Tuesday after all. And so Oh it's Tuesday. It's a it's a Tuesday. And so I've decided that we're gonna play a game we haven't played in a while. We're gonna play Veep or VEEP. Oh, it's great timing. <laughs> Good it's great timing. timing. <laughs> uh, Smash, can you go ahead and play that music?
1: Kamala is the beep. Kamala is the
2: beep. Kamala is the, beep. Kamala is the beep. Beep. Oh, <laughs> I haven't heard that music in a long time. <laughs> So, they just ran back from outside of the room into the
0: room because he heard the music. <laughs> I mean, it gets the
2: people it. going. So, so uh, for our new listeners, and you know, thank you to all of our lo- new listeners who've come on here recently, Veep or Veep is a game where I read to Josh and to Smug statements, uh, and they have to decide whether that statement was made by Vice President of the United States Kamala Harris or Vice President Selena Meyer from the show Veep, famous, hilarious HBO comedy series. And uh, it's a little difficult to tell sometimes. So let's get right to it, folks. I have here today one, two, three, four, five. I've got five statements. Okay. Statement number one. I know what a crime looks like. I will tell you. I commit them. (laughs) (laughs) An undocumented immigrant is not a criminal. Okay. Statement number two. So today, I don't just want to talk about the present. I want to talk about the future. Whatever we have in store cannot be known. But given time, it can be understood. <laughs> Stat- <laughs> Statement number three. I often advocate that we look at many sides of an issue, walk in someone else's shoes, and identify and reject false choices.
1: Okay, these are some these are tough, dude.
2: Statement number four, it is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day, it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us.
0: Every every day.
2: Every, Every day. And statement number five, words have many meanings. And sometimes... Come on!
0: Come on! I'm serious. I've, I've been, been serious. waiting for
2: something that's obviously not. <laughs> the in thing this is bracket. that like,
1: every one of these statements, they sound like an idiot. Which is like, honestly, that could be Kamala.
2: Statement number five. <laughs> Words have many meanings. And sometimes, instead of conveying our meaning, they can suggest other meanings and be open to misinterpretation. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Come on!
2: Dude, this is <clears throat> tough. So... I on. Uh...
1: So to be clear on the rules, there is no set amount of like only one is from the show. Veep, no. Right? No. It could be, it, it, that's tough. They could
2: all be Kamala Harris. They could all be from Selena Meyer. All right. I got my oh picks.
1: My. I'm going to secretly convey to Duncan the ones that I think are, are from the show Veep. Okay.
2: Okay. Smug has given me his answers for who he thinks is Veep correct?
1: Correct. From the show, Selena Myers. Yes.
2: Okay. Well, now the floor is open to you Holmes. Uh, you guys can talk it out. So
0: number one, undoubtedly is Kamala because she speaks authoritatively about the law. I hope you don't mind the toys going on in the background. I don't even, I don't even know what the hell that is, honestly. Um, but, but number one is, is definitely Kamala. I think two and three. And from my point of view, I think that those could definitely be not Kamala. Okay. I'm really, I'm really around the axle on the last two, though. I'm a really like I don't. I'm not sure if five is Kamala. It is unbelievable.
1: So my thing for for number one, it, I agree with Holmes. It struck me as a very Kamala Harris thing. Like when it's convenient for her, she brings up that she was Attorney General of California. Like not when, well, not when it's campaign mode. And everyone's like, Kamala is a cop, and, and that would piss off all her campaign people. But she's like, yes, you know, as someone who understands the law. Uh, and also, you know, this basically anything goes immigration policy is basically in the wheelhouse of uh-huh. this administration. You know, you look at the border, anything goes. So number one, I think it's Kamal Harris.
2: Okay. All right. Well, why don't I do this? Why don't I reread all five? And you guys tell me whether you think it's Kamala or Selena Meyer. Let's do it. Let's do that. Let's go one by one here. I know what a crime looks like. I will tell you an undocumented immigrant is not a criminal. Kamala. Both of you agree? Yep. Kamala. Correct. Excellent. Number two. So today, I don't just want to talk about the present. I want to talk about the future. Whatever we have in store cannot be known. But given time, it can be understood. Kamala or Selena?
1: My guess that was my guess is Kamal because she can't address the future. She doesn't know if she has a job tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. I just I
0: feel like oh I've waffled back and forth on this. I really have. Um, I think I'm gonna. I think, <laughs> I think I'm gonna say Selena.
2: Holmes is right. Wow, Selena. <clears throat> Okay, Holmes is in the lead. Number three, I often advocate that we look at many sides of an issue, walk in someone else's shoes, and identify and reject false choices.
1: I think that's Kamala because she is an expert in saying things that mean nothing. Like, that's her whole
2: that's sort of a, That's sort of a theme here with all of these. Yeah. <laughs> Holmes, what do you think? That means
0: absolutely nothing. I think he's right. I think Kamala is the is the author of that one.
2: Okay, you're both right again. Uh, so you're right. Both of you were right on number one and number three. Holmes was right on number two.
1: I love it. It's because uh, HBO's writers are way better. Way better.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number four again. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree but there are things and tools that are available to us.
1: <laughs> I, so I, get, I, I, get, I guess deep because that's just like too damn good. Dude. I want to believe that's Kamala. In my heart, I want to believe it's Kamala. But I think I gonna... it's just too good. It's too good.
0: After watching the ABC press conference, I'm going to say that's Kamala.
2: Holmes is correct. Are you serious, Kamala Harris?
1: She really said that.
2: She really said that.
1: This is truly one she of the really, most remarkable
0: political quotes you're ever going to hear.
2: She really said that. And in, in fact, just for all of our listeners, so you can hear it in her voice, we have the audio here. Let's play that.
0: It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree <laughs> that there are things and tools that are available <laughs>
1: That is unbelievable.
2: That's real. That is real. We didn't make it up. Uh,
1: okay. I mean, honestly, I think I think another sign of Joe Biden's incompetence—he hasn't fired her. Like the fact that she has a job does me not have faith he can do his.
2: It's just wild, dude. I mean, you know he didn't want to make her VP. <laughs> she she wanted, she went on the debate stage She's and like, said hey, he was a racist.
1: <laughs> incredible.
2: Oh man! And so then number five. Words have many meanings, and sometimes instead of conveying our meaning, they can suggest other meanings and be open to interpret misinterpretation.
1: I okay. feel like that's got to be Selena, yeah, right? So, I mean, so that's the thing is, you know what? Uh, I'm already down two on Holmes, and I thought, okay, that's got to be that's got to be Veep. But I, I'm going to throw Kamala because clearly, if she's as ridiculous as that last set, anything is possible.
2: It, it is, in fact, Selena Meyer. There
1: you
0: go. That's a three.
2: <laughs> that's a
1: three for Holmes. I mean, that is. I, that
0: think, is, I that think I got a perfect score. I okay. mean, fantastic, nailed Holmes.
2: Holmes, Holmes, absolutely nailed it. And, and
0: I did it with a belt sander in the background. Yeah, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Holmes, Holmes, going five for five at home on Zoom is an incredible, incredible achievement and uh and guys I'm
0: very proud. i did it for the fans I did it for the
2: <laughs> guys we got so much to look forward to here i mean the announcement today we got that great event upcoming with Lena mccarthy and steve Scalise and elise stefanik can't wait for that things are looking up for the old variety program
1: absolutely so uh again thank okay. you to the over a thousand people who showed up in florida we're going to keep keep it rolling. We got a live show. We got we got a, a, a live stream with the house leadership. So, until next time minions, keep the faith, hold line and own the lips. We'll see you on Thursday. Stay ruthless.